We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Backliners podcast, Agro and Barracuda. As per usual, Barra is bumping a new song that he just sent me, and it was good. And I'm really jealous because he can listen to it while we're doing this podcast and I can't, um, which is really not very fair when you think about it. Yeah, I'm not the kind of guy that listens to the same song over and over again. And this song, I'm just addicted to. It's Cowabunga by Void, in case anyone wants to know. Um, But this song, we saw them live, I think, maybe it was before COVID, actually. Good Mm. lord. Um, but they were one of the opening bands, and dude, they put on such a good show. And for some reason, this song just came back into my head, and I I just, love when that happens. I'm in love. I absolutely love when that happens. Uh, yeah, th- I will definitely be checking that out a little bit. Uh, I've been on a little bit of a music kick recently. I've been really enjoying listening to some songs I hadn't listened to in a while. So uh, I'm from Linkin Park. Um, I hadn't been listening to a lot of Linkin Park, but now I immediately want to. I don't know about you, but, like, when I was younger, I would listen to music 24-7, just constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I've gotten older, I've definitely listened to less music, but I kind of go into and out of the mood to listen to music. Like, sometimes I'll be listening to something, like, all the time. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll only be listening to music, you know. I might go a full day without listening to any music if I'm, like, just listening to podcasts while I'm doing things instead or something like that, uh, or audiobooks, um, but I've been in a real music mood recently, so this is kind of a good time for me to try and dive into something a little new, you know what I mean? Yeah, I am kind of the opposite, where I kind of still just listen to music all day. Mm -hmm. Like, even when I'm streaming and scrimming, I'll just, like, put on music, but it'll be, like, at such a low volume, it's not really I'm listening to it. Right. I don't know if that counts or it doesn't count, honestly. Right. But it's no, like, it it's like whisper level, so I can like just barely hear it, because I obviously don't want to hear it over game sounds, but mm-hmm. I still need that like constant noise in my ears, I guess. Well, we've um, covered that I just have a song playing in my head all the time. Uh, that is so true. that like covers me a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, so in that same <laughs> zone. So in some ways, I'm always listening to music. Uh, Wait, yeah. so when you listen to music... What's in your head? Is it just that a song, song playing? Yeah, that's okay. Okay, that makes sense. And I can really vibe because that part of my brain will predict what it's what I think is going to happen in the sound. And if I predict a song that I haven't heard before and it sounds somewhat similar, my brain mm-hmm. becomes very pleased by this. Uh, 
But if so, but if a song does something completely unexpected and it doesn't, and I like it less than what I thought it was going to be, I'm instantly very turned off by it. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, it's a double edged sword. You know what I mean? Sometimes it makes yeah. me really like like vibe with music, and other times it really makes me hate it. Okay, I have a bone to pick mm-hmm. with. Uh, I think it's like some EDM artists mm. who really like this like. I don't know how to describe it really, but like a chainsaw sound kind of, oh. and it's just, it's like a, ch- it's like a choppy chainsaw, like, mm-hmm. and there's been so many like techno songs or EDM, I don't even know what it's classified as nowadays, but where I listen to the song and I'm like, oh my gosh, this song is so good, I'm waiting for the drop, and then just like drops the chainsaw, <laughs> and I'm like, this is are, so bad, like, why would you ruin the Texas? rest of the song? Like, yeah, like... <laughs> You're trying to massacre some people? Seriously, that's not. What I don't we're know. It's, for here. I, it's like three or four songs I listened to that I really like vibe with, and I was like, "This song is gonna be so good" because it keeps building up to the drop. And I don't know if I'm just weird, but I always, I guess it's pretty normal actually. I love the drop in like every song. That's like yeah. what I seek. What I like. Right. I guess that's like a metal thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, like breakdowns and whatnot. Yeah. That's like my favorite part of every song. And if your drop sucks, the so- the rest of the song, regardless of how good it is, right. now is bad. It's Yeah, it's like uh it's just unsatisfying. You know, that's the whole, that's where all the satisfaction lies. And if you you know, if it looks good and it smells good, but it doesn't taste good, then you're not gonna Bro. like it. You know what I mean? That's kind of what it's like. I'm kind oh, of in the Z right now. That way. Yeah, that I'm was gotta, perfect, man. I am in the Z. Let's get it, dude. This is going to be a good podcast. I don't know what we're actually going to talk about that much. I mean, we we obviously have a lot to talk about because uh, 9.10 Patch Notes went live. Uh, I finally get to talk to everybody about Maui, who I've been working on since March. So like seven months worth of work. Uh, mm-hmm. And unbelievably excited to, to be able to show them off to everybody. Um, but I don't really know like the best way to... You know, normally we like if this were a learn me god or a clumsy god, I would ask him to come on the show. But uh, it's my, it's already like partially my show, and I'm already here all the time. Um, so it's I, not like any if you different. want, I, if you want, I could just sit back and you just ask yourself questions, and then <laughs> yeah. you're like, "Oh, as a designer, that's a that's really a good really good question, good question actually. Yeah, that's question. how much I'm in the Z is that I can actually do it all uh, by myself on this show." No, I don't know. I was going to say, like, I I probably should have asked you this ahead of time, but, you know, that's how we do things. Like, do you, do you want to, like, ask me questions? Do you think, do you want me to just, like, ramble and then you can, like, interject? What do you think the best way to go about it is? Uh, Probably a mixture of both, because you're so in the Z that I feel like I could ask you a basic question. You'll talk for five or ten minutes. That is almost certainly true, yes. Um, so, uh... Well, you know, we'll start at the beginning. What was yeah. uh, what was step one like? How did you decide on what you wanted to do and who oh, you wanted to do? That's a really good question. Um, so, aggro. We are. <laughs> well, that's just not what I expected. I thought you were gonna like start with the passive because that's the number one thing. All the oh, all okay. that kind of stuff. Uh, well, that's fair. No, so um, the the God schedule is laid out well in advance. Um, mm-hmm. So I, it's not really a a matter of choice for me on who I get. Um, You know, the way it typically works is, you know, we try very hard to make sure that there is a good balance of the different roles and make sure that, you know, every role is getting a God over the course of the year. And um, that, you know, if we had a solo focused guardian as the last guardian, we would want to make sure that the next one is more of a dual lane focused guardian. 
and all that kind of stuff. Um, so when I was told that Maui would be my first God and that's kind of like, uh, that's where my spot in the schedule would come up. Uh, I knew that he was going to be, uh, you know, I was told that he, they wanted him to be a guardian, um, and yeah. focused primarily on duo lane. Um, you know, that it's okay if he solos, uh, just like it's cool if like Atlas plays solo or apparently mid, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it's not a Cerberus or a Cthulhu or a Yorm gotcha, okay. who are more geared towards those, uh, those roles. So, um, yeah, that was, that was it. And then, uh, and then, yeah, as far as like how the process kind of starts, obviously like, don't, don't think I should be giving away too much or anything like that, but mm-hmm. doing a lot, doing a couple, uh, a period of research, um, where I just kind of like deep dive into Maui's lore and find as many reputable sources as I can and, um, consume as much content as I can around, uh, Hawaiian lore and, uh, Mayoran lore and like all that kind of stuff. Um, and try and, piece apart the differences because for Maui it was in particular you know he's very uh, a very central figure in a lot of different Polynesian cultures uh and just like the the Pacific Islands in general they all have Maui stories and they're all like really close but not exactly the same and we wanted to really hone in on the Hawaiian Maui more than anything else so I spent a lot of my time trying to I like have a sheet where I kind of like put all the facts of a story that were all agreed upon across different lore cultures and then separated like here are the Hawaiian specific details. Here are the details that are specific more towards like, uh, uh, you know, this set of islands or this set of islands like New Zealand, which is uh, Maori uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, trying to make sure that I didn't get too confused because it's pretty easy to do whatever. There's like a million different versions of a million different stories. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It sounds very complicated. Like, well, the surface level of, like, Googling, like, oh, yeah, what am I supposed to do here? And then it just, like, breaks apart and, like, all these, like, <clears throat> tree roots, basically. Or, like, the bottom of the iceberg, I guess. Like, yeah, it's really fun. I mean, it's really, like, mm-hmm. it's a really... This job is uh, is one that it lets me, like, look into things really deeply that are a little bit, like, you know, things I wouldn't normally know. But I really like... Uh, I really like learning about other cultures and like trying to really understand it as best I can mm-hmm. from uh, from an outside perspective, and then try and like give as many um, references and nods and acknowledgments uh, as we can in order to try and make it feel uh, really authentic. Which I think I think Maui turned out feeling very authentic in large part. Got to give, I want to give, I, t- I shouted him out on Twitter and that kind of stuff and on the patch note show, but uh, Davion and Olympian and Molly, uh, who works on our marketing team, they are native Hawaiians who I bothered with like oh. a kajillion questions over months. Uh, yeah. And they were very patient with me and were very, uh, were unbelievably helpful. And, and I think they deserve a ton of credit for making Maui feel really hawaiian and really uh, and really authentic which which i'm really happy about they'll be in the credits yep that's right yeah i didn't know it was such like a template based for the designers of like here's the god here's what we want them to do and then it's kind of like you take it from here i guess yeah yeah it's kind of like uh you know we hold we hold some meetings to come up with some ideas and then 
I come up with a couple of like unique kits that we mix and match. Uh, so, you know, it's like one kit might be very based around Maui's hook and another kit might be a little bit more based on like a different part of his lore, like uh, a more of a giving fire type of kit, which is a really big lore mm-hmm. story for him. Um, so there was like a fire based kit, not all, you know, it wasn't like Agni, but it was a lot of like, it was a little bit more uh, Fafnir like, I would say with like buffing. That's what I was thinking, kind of yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, we do a little bit of discussion and I like, I like this aspect of this. I like this aspect of this, this still like needs some work. Uh, and then we kind of hodgepodge it together and away go the, uh, the actually talented people who can make these things actually happen. Uh, I have no idea how, I still don't know how people can take these like really crazy ideas that we put out and just like make it like that's, that's super, super crazy to me. Uh, still, especially after so this do you, process. So, in those design meetings, are does your opinion hold more weight, or is it the more experienced designers holding more weight? Like, say, like just because you're God, like, do you have more of a say than others? Yeah, I mean, AJ and Clumsy have to like sign off uh, on whatever <laughs> I would do. You know, I'm not like they're not like you shouldn't do this, and I'm like, nope, I'm doing it. Like, <laughs> screw you guys, I'm I'm throwing out an island. Uh, <laughs> no, that you know they obviously have to be on board, um, but. I feel like, you know, this was my first God and those two have done this so much and have done, have been so successful at it, but I definitely felt like they gave me a lot of, a lot of leeway and, and stuff, yeah. you know, they had a good amount of concerns about a lot of my ideas as they should have, uh, <laughs> that didn't make it. And even some that did. And, um, I think that they did a really good job of, uh, trusting me a good amount, even though it was, you know, my, my first God, you know, I think the the idea of the of the water pillar that's placing down the Heimdall crystal is one that they know that they that people have experimented with in the past on the team and it's always just had a lot of concerns and uh, I'm I feel very thankful that they were willing to uh, let someone on their first god uh, try and try and make it work. And I think we did. Um, I'm really happy with, with how it turned out and it went through a lot of iteration, but, um, I think a lot of, uh, I'm not sure that, that every boss in the world would let a a new person come in and try something that's that, uh, it it just has a lot of like tech questions Mm -hmm. and a lot of gameplay implication and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, it was a little, you know, they were understandably a little bit worried about that one. Um, but I think that their concern made it better because it made me be a lot more locked in on, okay, how does it interact with like this and what are the cancel situations and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think that that heightened uh, sense of awareness was uh, what mm-hmm. made it made it turn out a lot better for sure. Nice. Um, so do you like hold the hands of the people making the i guess like arts and abilities for like the uh card art or the look in game or is it just kind of more of their ideas and whatnot yeah it's a lot of their ideas for sure i mean it's like uh you know i kind of do a series of presentations on the god uh once i've done Mm -hmm. my research and all that kind of stuff to all of the different teams and it was my job to get across you know 
this is what we want his personality to be like. This is what we want him to feel like. This is how his gameplay is going to feel. All that kind of stuff. And then letting these really talented professionals kind of go out and explore these ideas on their own. And the the way it works is we have a channel that's dedicated to all the Maui stuff. And as people are working, they'll drop a little screenshot in or a little GIF and be like, hey, how is this looking? And then... You know, I make sure to give some feedback. Everybody gives a little bit of feedback, um, and then they continue to iterate, and then we do that again. And that process takes like seven months uh, in order in order to get all of that done. Um, but you know, I'm I'm kind of giving feedback along the way, but th- they they definitely uh, do a lot of the the stuff like from the information that I give, and then figuring mm-hmm. out what they think is best from there. Do you know if it's always been a seventh a seven month turnaround time? Or... No, no, certainly not. Okay. I mean, there have been a lot of different. There have been much faster releases. There have been longer releases. Um, well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, back in the day, wasn't it like once a month or like every yeah. two weeks? I felt like there was like a new god coming out. Yeah, but they they stack those. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean. Oh I no, f- not like saying there should be more gods. I was just like, no, no, no. I know. Correctly. I know. I'm saying oh, okay. that like. I was working on Maui when Lancelot wasn't even out mm-hmm. yet. You know what I mean? And there were pro- oh, yeah, yeah, there was yeah. programming work being done on Maui, like as Lancelot is releasing and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, and it, I'm sure it was the same way back then. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot. There was a lot less other things going on uh, <laughs> at High Res and in Smite, and so True. they they could squish a lot of that uh that process but i think Mm -hmm. that the the schedule that we have now allows us to put a put a good level of polish on it um you know it doesn't mean that we you know we fix everything and we caught everything and i i think that no amount of time would ever guarantee those things it's 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 i've said it before when it comes like mid-season stuff but releasing these things into the wild is sometimes the only way to (laughs) catch uh some issues um yeah so for sure. you know can't can't guarantee anything ever but uh overall i mean even the last like month we made so much progress on like fixing issues and you know making the three look so much better and like all that kind of stuff uh that you know we we definitely used our time uh there there wasn't a whole lot of, of big downtime in that in that period for sure I guess you're also helping on other gods while you're working on Maui, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes yeah, sense. I mean I'm I was already researching my next god before Maui is released. Um I'm already like in the process of working right. on my next one. So. Big shot combo. Yeah. I mean, but it's like <laughs> all, all that working. kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm just uh, <laughs> you know, it's definitely not just the schedule and what everyone's doing. Just me. <laughs> Give me a raise, please. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I guess I'll get to the kit. Uh, I would you like to pronounce the passive? First? You're so scared. You can't just look at Manaya Kalani and just toss it out there. I'm oh, kidding. I was gonna say it right. Yeah. Okay, it, it. I I had uh, Molly like r- send me a voice recording that I listened to like 53 times before the passion of the okay, show and good. all that kind of stuff. So I don't blame you. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of uh, vowels there, and I don't trust my southern accent to say that yes. perfectly. No, no, I'm I'm sure I didn't even nail it, to be honest. Uh, well, I guess I'll read it, and then you can talk about sure. it. Sure, yeah, go for it. When an enemy god is hard crowd-controlled near Maui, they are marked for the duration of the crowd control, and for an additional two seconds afterwards, if Maui basic attacks an enemy with this mark, his next basic attack becomes enhanced. Any god hit by Maui's enhanced basic attacks are pulled to him, 
this passive has a 10 second cooldown. Yeah, so I suppose I should start with the the basic attack range being a little unique. Um, Maui's basic attacks are uh, a range, a unique range um, of 25. Uh, most melee attackers oh. are 12, um, and spear users are 16. Um, so his is 25, and so it's it's kind of like this little rectangle that hits the whole area. It's a, it's always a cleave, and this passive was that that was part of this passive design was him having these longer basic attacks um you know we talked about having it only be longer when you have the enhanced one and the rest are normal but you know we're on god 143 not actually we're in like the 20s but oh i was like no we're on god like one there's like god 119 or 120 or something like that uh okay and so you know we want to keep doing things that feel unique and feel fun and uh who you know it remains to be seen if the the constant cleave is going to be op and in support or solo or even jungle or something like that but we have sylvanas who shows us that that can be okay uh and i think these are weaker than sylvanas's um so we felt pretty pretty comfortable with that and it feels right for you know this big hook he's got the rope all that kind of stuff like it just kind of it just kind of fits it um so that was part of this particular passive design initially this went through a lot of iterations um because on paper i think people read this passive and think holy crap this is super op uh Mm -hmm. and i agree um i thought this was going to be really really strong um and initially it was if you just basic attack an enemy god that's marked you pull them um so it was like a cc extender was kind of the mm-hmm. was kind of the idea and you'll hear this a lot during this podcast maui was very underwhelming in the vast majority of dev play tests there was a time i think it was in like in middle of august that he was just like he was just crap at it like he was so bad uh i was terrible on him everyone was playing horribly on him and I was like, dude, does my kit just suck? Like, what is going on? Like, I oh. thought he was so underpowered. And I thought that he was going to be super OP for minute one. Like, I was worried about how much how much he did and all this kind of stuff. And some things changed ultimately. But, like, mm-hmm. I was like, man, this god is going to be OP. I'm going to spend all of my dev time nerfing him. And really, I spent all of my dev time buffing him. Because he felt <laughs> Please really... Please get better. Please get better. Like, really <laughs> underwhelming. Um, and the passive was a huge part of that. That it really didn't... It just was not being... Uh, nearly as impactful as I and as basically the whole team expected. Um, mm-hmm. The the change to charge your basic and then the next one is the one that pulls. It solves some issues for us. Um, and it while it makes it a little bit wordier and a little bit harder to understand uh, the first few times you use it, I think that it feels really, really good and really, really natural once you get used to it. Um, and I still, I think that our, our team did get much better at utilizing it. Uh, it ultimately became not as strong as I thought it would be initially, but it, I would describe this as a good passive. Um, What's the we'll range see. on it? Same it same as his basics, near... 25. Oh, uh, so for marks, you can see them if they are within 55 units, within ranged basic uh, range. Okay. But... Mm-hmm. He doesn't, you don't have like that aura. It's really hidden. Um, it's really just okay. like for the, 
the tech end like because and no one else sees the marks only maui does because they aren't relevant to anybody else um okay so it reduces visceral clutter in that way uh and yeah it should it's really just like if it's a you know i I don't need to see someone if i like someone gets mercury altered across the map like i don't need to see a mark on them because i can never reach them Mm -hmm. in time in order to proc it uh i wanted it to feel like a range that I could reasonably get there even if you know if I have to blink or jump like maybe I can get there in time that that's that's really uh good enough so yeah it's not super long but you'll be able to see it uh pretty easily okay. I think it's actually bigger are, than basic attack range now that I think about it we I think we changed that how are his basic attacks like charge up wise is it like a normal guardian's basic attack or is it like is it pretty fast yeah, it's pretty, you know, it's not, we did a pass not too long ago on, like, Terra and Fafnir basics, those, like, really big wind-ups that mm-hmm. felt really slow. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not that slow. Um, it, it's pretty normal, I would say. Uh, maybe, like, slightly longer than someone like Ymir, yeah. like, I could pull it up, I suppose, but I don't, actually, I couldn't. Um, yeah, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty normal. Uh, we didn't want them feeling unresponsive, uh, especially with it being so important to, to get the basic off. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because uh, it is a... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> got distracted by chat. Yeah, Davion, Good I was just saying, he was so helpful. You gotta, you gotta fulfill his request. Go ahead and... Uh, I, I already pronounced it for you. What's the passive name here, Barry? Manaya Kalani? Yeah, not bad, not bad. There it is. I went to college. Yep, that's and they and they didn't teach that there, but uh, it did help in some way, you know. And that is the name of his hook, by the way, uh, which translates oh, okay. to "Made okay. Fast to the Heavens," which is a badass name. That is really cool. Uh, so wait, do you want me to go to the next button, or you want to? It's up to you, bro. Do you got questions about the passive, or you, or do you want to move uh, to the next button? I mean, it seems pretty straightforward to me. Um, I think it would be fun to have a different aspect because uh, most. I feel like most supports aren't really worried about auto-attacking in a team fight, mm-hmm. like brain-wise, or that's not something you're really thinking about. Right. And I think that adds another aspect of it, especially in appeal, like if he's playing like a Capri, I don't know his actual play style. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also my first time seeing him. Uh, you didn't watch any of the playing... gameplay or anything like that, dude. You gotta see, the, the animation team went so hard, man. The three animation, like, I mean, every animation is great, but the three and the ultimate in particular... <laughs> Wow, they're they're beautiful. They're so good. They're perfect. They're so oh, yeah. they turned out exactly like I thought they would in my head, man. They it, it, they pulled it straight out of my brain and put it into a game. Oh. Like that is so insane to me. They they did such a good job. Yeah, this is like one of the few patch notes that I didn't watch, and I feel kind of bad. Well, I I'm pretty sure I had scrims during it, but yeah, I feel kind of Doing bad that I missed. Job. You know, yeah. your release. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. You just just pull it uh, up and watch it on mute as you're going. You know that's all. That's all you got. Okay. Yeah, if you want to carry the rest of the episode, I will. <laughs> yes, yeah, no problem. Uh, uh, I will say, I just because I got the question a lot. Um, the passive does respect knockback immunity. So if you are using an ability that is knockback immune and you're hit by the charged basic, uh, it will not pull you. Um, Interesting. But it also, I, I do like that it makes you consider your hunter picks like and when you're picking maui um like you know he's he's really good with gods who can set his own who who can set his passive up for him so that he doesn't need to jump in to do it uh so you know neath kernanos um hoi these gods who can stun or root 
uh, from a range. Um, mm-hmm. Maui feels really, really good with those, and obviously still good with with other gods as well. But uh, I like the oh, I've got the I've got this type of hunter who has this strength, and that's going to make my pick a little bit better. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a fun aspect of composition building. All right, on to the first button. Let's do it. Master Fisherman is the name. It's not complicated, I can say it. <laughs> nice and easy for that one. Maui charges up, spinning his hook and preparing it to go farther than the longer he charges. Did not read that well. When he refires, the projectile damages enemies and stops on first god hit. If Maui hits an enemy god, he reels them in, crippling and vortexing them towards himself for 1.5 seconds. Maui can cancel this ability at any time. And it scales from 100 damage to 360, plus 50% of your magical power. Max range is 55. Cost goes from 60 to 80. Cooldown wow. goes from 16 to 14. Wow, we're even going over mana costs here. We're really getting into Very the, important the, the nitty gritty. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a god with a big fishing hook. Uh, he obviously had to have a hook ability. But yeah. when you think about the types of hooks we have in Smite, we kind of have them covered, uh, mm-hmm. you know, between Sylvanas Hook, uh, Mulan Hook, uh, Naja, I would consider a type of hook. Um, you know, I would consider Atlas Two a hook. Uh, mm-hmm. th- we have a lot of them. Um, so that was what really made me, it stressed me out a little bit during the brainstorming phase was like, okay, how do I do a different type of hook? Um, mm-hmm. and that's also partially where the passive came from. I think that the passive was from a different kit that that was the only hook in the whole kit. Uh, and we felt like he could probably just use both. Um, but yeah, we, this ability had a lot of different iteration. Um, it, didn't go through creeps for a while and it just felt like he was super useless as a support he just didn't put any type of threat on the lane uh which as you know bear is like a really big deal for a support is to like be threatening um it felt like he didn't have any threat if it couldn't pierce creeps so you know we we made that change for a while it had some more cc on it for a while he was rooted while pulling i'm really i was really happy that we were able to get it so that he can move a little bit while he's reeling in. It makes it really feel more like a tug of war, like a live type of ability, which is really fun. Um, and I was really, really happy about that. Uh, you know, this ability is really, it's, it, it, for a while we had it so that it cancels, uh, it, for a while it was, treated the same way as Baron Alt, where if you touched Maui, it would stop the, it would stop it. Um, you'd be let go right away. And we had a lot of trouble, uh, he had a lot of trouble peeling for people because if you were melee range on him and he hit you with this, it just damaged you and did like a really quick cripple. Uh, and that was it. And that felt really, really bad. Um, and uh, I believe it was Chaos who just said like, what if we just didn't cancel it when it reached him? Um, wouldn't that make it feel a lot better? And holy crap, that guy's a genius uh, in many, many ways. But especially in that, I, I like legitimately credit him with saving this ability because it was feeling really bad for a long time. Um, and that made the ability feel so good right away. Uh, you know, it makes you feel like this big, strong guardian who's just like keeping this warrior away from your from your hunter or mage. And 
Um, feels really rewarding in that way. You can still cancel it if you want to by right-clicking, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm a big fan of the the Olerun, like, A01 charge-up and distance grow, so I was happy to, to steal that idea from Clumsy um, and, and use it for myself. And, uh, and yeah, I think it, it feels like its own type of hook. It doesn't feel like anything else um, in Smite. Uh, and... I know a lot of, I'm in a, particularly for this next ability, I've seen so much like, oh, aggro must be a thresh main from League. Uh, I'm really not. Um, it's, you know, the the idea, Thresh Lantern is certainly an iconic support ability, um, but I think that we were able to make a smite ability and not just make Thresh Lantern, uh, which was something that was really important to me. Um, and that's really where I see the, the similarities kind of like, and, uh, it's just like a comment I saw a lot, which was funny, which is fine because, you know, Thresh is a very cool, very iconic, uh, support and a very popular character. So, um, I hope that Maui is as popular and as successful as Thresh has been in league, but I do think that it is, uh, just like they use, uh, you know, it's, it's a MOBA and there's a lot of ability crossover both ways. Uh, mm-hmm. It, was, it just kind of reminded me of uh, reminded me of it when I was talking about the hooks. I saw a lot of people comparing the hooks, and I just don't, I don't really uh, feel the same way about about how their their hooks work. Uh, but understand where they're coming from with the two, at the very least. Wait, it's a dumb question. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you said this. Uh, does this go through walls? It does not. No. Okay. It goes through creeps. Does not go through walls. Um, okay. Good. Just because it doesn't pull you to Maui, uh, mm-hmm. I thought it would feel really bad if you're like, just your back's up against this wall and you like can't get away from it. You're like, yeah, it's like that's Persephone tethered to it. Yeah, yep. it just it just didn't feel right. Um, we talked about it, decided that it was much better to, to stay not going through walls. Nice. Uh, next button, Mystical Alua. Yeah, yeah, Alua. Yep, that'll do. Okay, perfect. Uh, Maui throws an Lua made of magical water that explodes on landing, giving all allied gods within 35 units protections and movement speed for 5 seconds. The Lua creates a pillar of water that lasts for 10 seconds. If an allied god stands in the water for 1 second, a bubble forms around them and carries them to Maui's location, where they receive protections and movement speed for 5 seconds. If Maui leaves the ore radius and no ally is interacting with the water, it is destroyed. Uh, prots from 5 to 25, movement speed from 4 to 20%, or radius is 110. Cost from 55 to 75, and cooldown from 14 to 10. Yeah, um, th- this is the, for you, That's Barry. That's a really cool ability. Yeah, it, it if you haven't seen it, 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 I can explain it in a very simple way that doesn't require me to put it all in a tooltip, which, by the way, it was so hard to fit this ability into the tooltip. Um, it is, I basically, you throw a fish that pops into a, into a little puddle of water. And if your ally stands on that puddle of water, a bubble will form around them and they'll be carried to you. You are throwing a Heimdall crystal to your teammate uh, that will bring them to you is really how the ability works. And for the channel rules on how that bubble forms, it is exactly the same as Heimdall crystal. Um, all the things that would interrupt... Heimdall's teleport, like Roots, Cripple, Stuns, uh, mm-hmm. they will all interrupt the Alua teleport. All of the abilities that don't, you know, knock straight up, 
you can beads while you're going through it. You can BCC immune while you're going through it. Uh, those all are the exact same thing. Um, so yeah, this, this ability went through a million iterations on theming and, you know, uh, how it'll work and what it'll look like and what it'll do. And, you know, for a little bit, it did damage when you threw it, but then it was like, I don't know if I should be using this for damage or for my allies mm -hmm. and like all this kind of stuff. And there was a lot of tension around how this ability was working. Um, and I, uh, and it was, and it was clumsy suggestion, which again, just like I thought, I think chaos really saved the one. I think clumsy really saved the two with a suggestion of what if it just felt like throwing a relic into your team? Like what if that's just how it felt to throw and then it can do the teleport thing, uh, still as the primary function, but, that's going to be a high skill capability. You know, we want this to feel impactful, even if you aren't in comms or anything like that. This, this is going to be his best ability in comp by a country mile. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking, dude. This ability yeah. sounds cracked, but it like in a non-OP way, well, like in a fun way. We'll see. Well, maybe. We'll see. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I'm a little worried about what the pros are going to be able to do with this ability in particular, but you know, it was really important to us that players at every skill level and every organization level can use this ability and feel good doing it. Um, mm -hmm. And, and clumsy suggestion of making it feel like throwing a relic into your team was like so smart, took damage out of his kit, uh, which is something that, you know, we felt like we could afford to do, um, especially with his basic attacks, uh, and made it, this ability just is fun, man. It's just fun to use. And then once you get good, it takes a lot, it took a much longer time than I thought it would for me to get good at placing my two. And then it took everyone else a little bit of time after that because i've been thinking about how to use this too since for like months before it was even play testable and it still took me a while so the the, the skill the there is definitely a uh amount of play time that it takes in order to uh get used to both using the two and then taking the two if you're mm -hmm. an ally uh but man does it feel good uh, once you get it, you just feel like you can do a million things and, um, saving people feels incredible. Uh, it isn't super consistent at that because, you know, one second is a pretty short time, but you have to like stand on top of it in one place. And when it's timed all and you're ready for it, it's easier. But when someone's throwing it to you, it's a little bit harder. Uh, <laughs> but once people get Wait, used so to what's it, man, the, it's going to be really good. What's the throwing range? You can throw it, uh, I have it on my little document here. Give me one second. And what's the max range? Like the distance range? They can go 110. Uh, if Maui throws oh, okay, it and then okay. walks to the edge, uh, then they can go that distance. But we did a lot of, uh, you know, let, let me know if you can, uh, if you can break it, um, once he's live, but it's really uh okay he can throw it 55 um wow is how far he can throw it uh and that's awesome yeah that's so fun. if he like gets whore assaulted or something like that they cannot go any further than 110 around the the thing which is bigger than amc hive range amc hive range is either 90 or 100 i think uh mm -hmm. so it's a really big area but when you like turn around and throw it and then Go back the way you were, like, you, like, 180 throw it, and then you start, you keep running the way you were going initially. 
you'll end up hitting that edge pretty quickly because you're throwing it mm-hmm. 55 units behind you. Um, so we can felt, you see yeah, you can the see range? the aura. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, you can see the aura. Um, nobody else can. Again, visual clutter is something that we want to really uh, cut down on. Um, but no one else really needs to see it. I don't think if you if you step out and someone is in the middle of channeling on it, we'll let them try and finish their channel. Uh, and yeah, but so how many people can channel at the only same one? Time? Well, okay, multiple okay. people can channel at the same time. Only one can finish it. As soon as one person finishes the deployable, the 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 water goes away. Oh, um, okay, okay. So it is a one. It is a one port only. Uh, is the thing. So if the water goes away. The movement speed and protection radius goes away as well. No. So the movement speed and protection radius is only on instant. You throw it. It explodes. Everyone in that area gets movement speed and protection. Oh, okay. But okay. if you walk into the area afterwards. Mm. And it's not 110 radius for, for these prots and movement speed, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's 35, right? Yeah, it's 35. Uh, yeah. So it's really like, it, which is the size of meditation. Um, so you're like throwing a little meditate-sized movement speed and protections <laughs> thing into a team fight, which feels unbelievably fun. Um, and then even if someone walks in later, they won't get it. But if they f- complete the channel, when they pop out of the bubble near you, they'll get the protections and movement speed. Um because, you know, they should get buffed. They, they did the thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, this ability was uh, was tough to nail down for sure. Uh, I'm super happy with where it ended up. Um, I got to give a big shout out to, to Sock or Shane, the effects artist who, who was point on Maui. I mean, obviously all of his effects are incredible. But in particular, the there was so much iteration on this ability and making sure that it's visible, but not too noisy, but allies can see it, but enemies don't need to, they need to be able to see it, but shouldn't take up their whole screen. Like all this kind of stuff. How do I tell when I'm being teleported? You know, there, there's a little bit of screen treatment, like with Loki too. Um, but not obscuring you because it's obviously a friendly thing, but you can tell that you're a bubble's forming because some water starts closing in on the edges of your screen and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Really, really, uh, I know this ability was a huge headache for him, but uh, I'm, I think people really like how, I know I really like it, I'm, I think a lot of people really like how it looks in-game with the big pillar of water. It, it's it's really, really cool and really um, unique in, in what it does, so I think that's really awesome. What's the uh, travel speed for it once you're in the bubble, and also can it transport any allied god, like a Jormungandr or oh, yeah. something like that? Oh yeah, oh. and like, like I said, a... being CC immune doesn't stop your channel, so I saw someone in chat ask, can you teleport an, an ulting Cthulhu? Yep, you sure can. Uh, you can, <laughs> Wait, so... you can bring, someone can <laughs> pop their Scylla ult and get in there, and they'll be in their Scylla ult when they arrive. Uh, you, you're going to be able to do some insane stuff insane that sounds so sick it's gonna be so fun it's gonna be so troll i have no idea how someone's gonna break it i'm sure it's gonna happen uh and i'm really excited for it um but yeah it's uh the travel speed is the same speed as heimdall crystal um i wanted to copy that ability as much as we could because copying something from our own game uh is a really good way to make it feel familiar and normal Mm -hmm. because players have already built up muscle memory on how fast does this happen? You know, what does it look like? Like all that kind of stuff. And this is ability that is very different in its application already. Uh, So it's important to 
make it feel as normal and as, as, as expected as possible where we can. So it's really fast. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Heim crystal is fast. Um, if you're uh, if you're a fan of the base to, to lane port, then, you know, you get there pretty quick. You just can't use it again for a little bit. Uh, I assume you're not immune to damage. Like if you get hit by a dot right before you transfer, I assume you still take the dot damage while you're. Yes, you shouldn't be on. You should you should be considered untargetable, which would keep a dot on you. Um, So it takes like knee fault off. Um, that's a good question. I'm not really sure. Uh, it it probably shouldn't, but it should. It's kind of like when you're. You know how when you're like in Apollo alt, you can kind of guide the knee pharaoh to hit someone below you. Yeah. Um, that would be my guess. Wait, as to you how can that do works. that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, that would be my guess. That's how it works. It should work. Okay. The answer should be however Heim works is how it should work. Uh, okay. But you know, things can get a little bit weird. Uh, I did see someone say like Ymir alt, I, like uh, someone in alting Ymir. I think I mentioned that on the on the po- on the update show. I think I'm wrong on that. I needed to do I need to do some investigation on it so I so I know exactly what it is. It you can imagine there are a lot of plates to be juggling with this kind of stuff, so apologies on the yeah. mistake. But I'm pretty sure there are gods that are are they have to be they they cannot be moved. Um and that is different than CC immunity. So like Ymir Alt is one that it, it he can't move his model can't end up moving. Horus Ultimate is different than this, uh, and so that's why you, I believe, can do that with Horus Alt. I think you cannot, actually, with this. There are certain gods that you can toss it on top of them, and he'll just stay, and as soon as it blows up, it'll channel and he'll go. Um, but I could be wrong on that. I didn't get a chance to check in on it, but I did. Uh, I remembered after a patch note, someone brought it up, and then I was like, oh, yeah, maybe actually it isn't like that. So apologies on that. Um, there will be some you know, type of clarification from, from me or something like that eventually. I mean, overall, like, I love this button. I think this is, like, one of the coolest buttons. I'm not even saying this because you're here, but I think this is one of, like, the coolest buttons that is in Smite in a, like, totality. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's I something that we've design. wanted to do. The team's wanted to do forever. Uh, it was just, like, finding the right spot, and I think that we really found the right spot. And you mm-hmm. will love it as an ADC for sure because it, it yep. really sets up so many plays for you. I remember the first time Kabam playtested Maui. Uh, like I said, this was a, this, this ability in particular had a really high skill. Uh, it, it did a really high like skill ceiling, and I was like, I was playing ADC on Kabam's team. He was playing support, and well, that's a stacked lane right there. Sure was. Uh, we like I was clearing the wave. I was finishing clearing the wave, and he just walked up to the enemy purple and tossed the bubble into my lane, and I just kind of like stood next to it clearing the wave. And he just stood there staring at them on their purple. Yep. And they have to respect me taking the bubble. Uh, they have to respect me being able to do that. But I also can, if they are respecting it too much and aren't like engaging on him or trying to pull the buff, uh, I can just clear the wave and shove it and then walk. Um, and so it really like, it just keeps your options open uh, really, really well. Um, so yeah, it, it, as an ADC and dude, this is basically Omega Blink for your jungler. Uh, yep. Because you can just turn, toss it into the jungle, start walking in, jump in, something like that. Your jungler can take it, uh, port 110 units basically towards you guys really fast, and then have protections and movement speed when he lands, 
And then blink. And then he can blink and then jump after you. Yeah. yeah that's right. Uh, so get ready for that's that. Because gonna... um, the gang setup for Maui is actually <laughs> crazy. It is crazy. It's so it's so fun. Um, plus, as Percy said in chat, it's the int bailout. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. inting, he can bail you out a little yep. bit. Which, uh, you know, not that you would ever do, Barry, but some. Mm. You know. No, 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 no. Yeah. Of course not. Yeah, this is uh, just a really cool button. All right. Uh, on to the next one. A uh, solar swing, Maui leaps, slashes his hook onto a ray of sunlight, and swings from it. He swings back and forth before he leaps from the rope and slams his hook into the ground, damaging and stunning all enemies in the area. While he swings, Maui can reactivate his ability at any time to leap early. Landing damage goes from 110 to 335 and 60% of your magical power. Radius is 17.5, cost is 70 to 90, cooldown stays the same at 16 seconds. Yeah, uh, doesn't have it here, but stun duration goes up. I don't know why that isn't mm. in the patch notes. Uh, stun duration goes does go up per per rank. Uh, I think it's one point one scaling to one point five, which is the same as on her impale. Seventeen point five radius is Hachiman two. Um, so pretty big area. Uh, yeah, this ability, you know, Maui is a is a fun loving guy. He's a little bit of a troll. He's gonna like. He's going to have a good time and make sure you're knowing it and all that kind of stuff. And so it just felt really appropriate for him to have this like over the top, super fun in your face, uh, like he's messing around type of ability. Um, and he's also a trickster uh, is a big part of his lore. And so I wanted some type of trickiness in the kit somewhere mm-hmm. if we could, you know, I didn't want to, it's not going to have stealth or like a clone or anything like that. Um, but it felt if I I really was hoping that I could I could jam a little bit of trickiness in somewhere, and I think that we did a really good job with that um, here with the three. Uh, I'm a big single player adventure gamer. Um, I love Uncharted and Tomb Raider and Horizon Zero Dawn and Ghost of Tsushima and like all that kind of stuff. And like all of those games have the swing on the rope and you have to time your jump in order to get as far as to get to where you need to go. Um, and I was like, man, we haven't, we haven't really done that. Uh, you know, old Ho Yi jump kind of did something similar, but that felt like he was kind of on this rail. It didn't feel, feel so awkward. Yeah. It didn't yeah. feel very responsive. It didn't, um, he's on this rail, you know, he literally was like zip lining is what it looked like. Right? <laughs> uh, like the perfect description. <laughs> And so I was like really wary. I was like, guys, if we want, uh, you know, I pitched the ability, but I was like, I remember being, you know, talking to the gameplay team and the animation team and the other designers. And I was like, it can't feel like old Hoagie jump. Like that's the most important thing uh, is that it can't feel like old Hoagie jump. I don't want it to feel like he's on a zip line. You know, we can't, (laughs) we have a lot of limitations on what we can actually do with uh, momentum and all that kind of stuff uh but is it I, I really would like this ability if we can make it feel like he's not on a on a track basically and those those the the, the animation team uh ali was the point and you know the programming team and and brian and, and chaos and all those guys like they're just abs- they're they're just living goats uh and nailed it um it feels so fun it's so like it has so much wow factor when you watch someone else use it. It feels so fun to use. Um, 
It it can be a little bit predictable if you're just going for the max range every time. And I already was impressed with how well people on PTS were juking this ability. You know, it's not a you don't want to go vertically against this ability. You want to go horizontally in order to make him miss. Um, but you know, it's a very strong initiation. Uh, it needs to be in order to warrant using your escape to attack. Uh, it's why Bacchus flop is really good. Uh, and Bacchus then has a lot of protections and mitigations in the kit afterwards. Um, but yeah, it was really important. I thought that Maui also had a, a normal non-ultimate ability that would proc his own passive. Um, so he needed a, it, you know, I was pretty adamant from the minute we decided that he was going to have this passive that he needed to have a hard CC somewhere in the kit. Um, and you know, the the big superhero landing the slam down all that kind of stuff like it's just maui you know what i mean he's he's doing this you know he's the one-handed swing and the hand on the hip and all that kind of stuff as he swings back and um (laughs) and then the jump off into like the big like hook slam into the ground turned out turned out so well uh it's just dumb question yeah uh how long can you swing for it is 1.8 seconds total um if you want to stay up in the air that long and you are untargetable for that duration which is a long time especially for a tank Mm -hmm. uh to be out of the playing field um and the fact that his ultimate also takes him out of the playing field is something that we discussed uh we sped up the ultimate a little bit because of that um you know we mess with the timing of this three a ton um but yeah it's forward back forward uh and then we kick you off on the second forward but you can up down really quick on this ability to hit everyone right underneath you. Uh, you should do that after you ult people. There's a hint. Um, and, but you know you can you can spend a lot of time buying time up there. But it's a it's a strong amount. Of, it's a good amount of damage for a guardian, and it's a good CC in a pretty decent area. So you know you wanna you wanna get in there with it. Um, the vast majority of the time. So I will say the, one of the hardest I've ever laughed, uh, at a, um, at a play in a play test was the first time that I ran up to a wall. Lermy was playing Baka. I ran up to a wall and did my swing over and she jumped. And then I did the swing. I just didn't leap off. I swung back and just landed right back where I took off from and walked out, you know, the other way. And I was like laughing. I was laughing so hard. And then I tried to do a, do a tour again the next day, and she totally read it, and I was just dead. Um, but it is so fun to use like that. The little, the little whoop, uh, you know, not going over the wall. She said that was slander. She's wrong. I remember it very well. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it's really, this ability is just like one of those abilities that uh, I think people are going to, are going to be blown away by how it looks. Um, mm mm-hmm. By how it looks in particular. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like it a lot. Uh last button, I assume it's the ultimate. It is called Landfall. Uh, another easy to pronounce, you know. That's right. Name, thank you. Maui and a shout out to Magic the Gathering, uh, in a complete obsession of mine is a is a magic mechanic. Oh, I literally no, was thinking about ultimate it. names he's and I and I was it. looking at I was looking at different magic cards as I was thinking of ultimate names and I saw a, a card that had landfall and I was like Wait a second. Couldn't I just use this? Wait a second. I'm taking this. Maui selects an area, becomes CC immune, leaps into the air. He throws his hook at the target area, pulls up an island, knocking all enemies in the area up into the air, and pulls them in front of himself. 
The island remains on the battleground, blocking player movement for 4 seconds. Maui can reactivate this ability to destroy the island early. Knock-up damage from 275 to 675, plus 80%. Knock-up area is 22.5, island area is 18, cost 100, cooldown 90. Also, I like that all the radiuses and, you know, all that stuff is in the here. I mean, I'm, I'm looking for the stun... Uh, adding up, but yeah, I really nice. like all this, you know. Yeah, I particularly like that the, the, the mana costs are there, you know, everyone's got to know that. Um, mm -hmm. Very important. Because as we all know, costs are important, especially on your phone bill. Barrett. Oh, I fell for it. He fell for it. We still got uh, it. I, I waited a little longer than I should have. I should have done this ad earlier. I just, I I just got too wrapped up in Mali, but, you know, I had to get it in there somewhere. Uh, look, if there's anything we've learned after spending years dealing with fine print contracts and getting ripped mm -hmm. off by big wireless providers, uh, there's always a catch. With Maui, it's like you. You know, you're getting caught. Uh, in some cases, Maui is the catch because uh, he's so handsome and nice. Um, mm -hmm. So like when I you. first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? Uh, but after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense, there isn't one. Uh, Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only that cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly on to you. Uh, look, you've heard us say it a million times. Uh, unlimited talk and text and high-speed data uh, delivered all on the nation's largest 5G network. You get to keep your own phone uh, and keep uh, your same phone number and all of your existing contacts. And Barra has made the switch uh, and it took him how long, Barry? Three minutes. Three minutes. Uh, that's not that long. Um, mm. you Ryan Reynolds comes personally to your door to deliver your Mint Mobile package. That happened for you. Yeah, it didn't happen to you. No, it you? didn't. Um, oh, so maybe uh, it's not. Maybe it's only if you're Barracuda. You actually was he? Yeah. Did, how did he smell? Like flowers. There's just an like I knew who it was before I even got to the door. Mm. You know, interesting. I. I think that Ryan Reynolds would smell more like, um, like a mahogany, like a wood, you know, not like a, not I like bet a, you do. <laughs> okay. Not like, uh, you know, I think a lot of, um, you know, if you think about like Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec, uh, like that guy would smell like a, like a whiskey. nice, strong, like whiskey and oak. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Ryan Reynolds has, I feel like he would smell like a, a, brand new freshly polished wooden table you know well i kept wanting to say prairie but my brain kept going to pasture and i was like that's not right mm -hmm. so then i just went with flowers which mm -hmm. made the most sense yeah no i think that makes sense uh he smells good either way we can mm -hmm. confirm that delicious and we can confirm that to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped straight to your door for free Go to mintmobile.com slash backliners. That's mintmobile.com slash backliners. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash backliners. And you, they have the option to just go ahead and pay in a lump sum so you don't have to think about it all year. And True. you can auto-renew, and it's it's very nice. Could not be any easier. Uh, so shout out to Ryan Reynolds and the Mint Mobile. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, Landfall. Um, Whenever I was told that Maui would be the god that I'd be working on, um, I immediately started thinking about you know, what could he do? Uh, and now I know a little better to not like set, set ideas in my own head. And I, uh, 
it's better to like do other teams brainstorms first and then kind of form my opinions based on those i think is a little bit better uh but i will say that the first liter the literal and this is the honest to god truth uh the first ability i thought of was a version of landfall uh which was i was thinking what do i think is the most fun ability to use for for a support slash initiation character uh Mm -hmm. and to me that is hercules too uh that ability feels so good um what if until you're like big toe gets hit by and you're like that didn't hit me well beads forehead um (laughs) it what is what is a cool way to do a different version of hercules too what if we just what if we just did a Vulcan ult into a the like into a Hercules two and that was how it fit that's how it feels um, just picking an area he would in my initial idea which was much worse than what it was it was this like big wind up and throw and then he would like jump and pull and like it made no sense the animation team was like this makes no sense this is way better but way nicer than that um, and they were so right uh, but I I I have been in love with how this ability feels uh since day one um you know i'm really his he's done a million different big uh big feats in mythology um that would get him to be a major deity in in any mythology um but the bit you know the most iconic one i think especially for the hook is pulling up the islands um you know pulling up the the hawaiian islands and new zealand and all this kind of stuff and so if we were going to go with the hook as the big gameplay feature it made a lot of sense to have pulling up the island somewhere um i love the the how it looks and the flavor and the theming of it um and having a ranged placeable circular wall which we've never really done before uh is is really fun you know ymir wall is one of those abilities that i think feels really really good to use as a support Mm -hmm. um this is on an ultimate so it's not quite as frequent but um getting to range place a wall uh to block off escapes is really fun and then just causing a bunch of people to go flying in the air uh is like the best like that feels so fun and for a long time their knockup height was so high that they were literally if they weren't at absolute max range they went so high that they were going off the top of maui's screen they were like literally coming from orbit basically and it was hilarious and fun and we had to lower it because it was just like yeah so confusing it was like impossible to follow up on um and it made me sad but it was absolutely the right call uh man it, it i'm just i'm just so happy with with how this ability turned out the animation the like the camera kind of coming over the shoulder kind of rama style feels really awesome um you you know using the island all that kind of stuff is is really great uh and even when the rest of the kit was not feeling super strong uh this ultimate always did um i would be surprised if people considered this not a top 10 ultimate in the game uh it is really 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 good this ultimate is really really good um even when you miss it can be impactful uh just like plug like plugging off a hole that they could run through in the jungle especially near fire uh is is super super useful 
Um, it's awesome. I'm, I'm so stoked with how this ability turned out. It's just, it's just so funny. It, it is so fun to use. It is so fun. I cannot express how fun it is yoinking someone from their tower or pulling one person and blocking someone else's escape at the exact same time uh, by doing this like super sick jump up and yank. Uh, it feels so awesome. Dude, I'm watching Trelly play this god right now. And I, wait, is PTS still on? Um, I don't know. Probably not, right? It's the night before it goes live, so probably not. Dude, this god looks so fun. Yeah, thanks. I think Holy. so, too. Holy. Okay. I, I just wanted to see the old get cast, basically, before... Because, thankfully, you uh, uh, discussed a lot about the old... This... Okay, this is, looks so cool. I, it is I'm so I'm genuinely fun, excited. Like... This god plus like a Gilgamesh together, I feel like would oh, cause that's gonna be so ultimate fun. havoc on people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, you... I I love this whole kit. Like this okay, I feel like I'm sucking up to you, but this is actually <laughs> such a cool kit. It dude if you guys haven't seen it in the game, just go watch Charlie's video. This yeah. This looks so cool. I mean I, I I appreciate the kind words from you and from everybody. Everyone's been really positive and obviously that feels really good. Um I think that this this god is hard carried by how he feels and how he looks, um, mm-hmm. and and how he sounds. It was crazy how much of a different sound coming in. That, that's usually a little bit later in the process. Like, I remember there was a lot of feedback on like, oh, my one doesn't feel like it's doing enough damage, and I can't tell when I get hit by the one. And then the audio team took their first pass. Then I didn't change a single number. And everyone was like, wow, the one felt so much better today. Like, it felt like it was hitting harder. Like, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I didn't change a single yeah. thing. The sound went in. Uh, you know, we have temp sounds and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, I'm obviously very proud of the work that, that I put in. Um, but I definitely will ultimately end up getting too much credit for how this got, how good this got, uh, and how fun this got is. Um, that... Uh, I am endlessly appreciative of the work that, that all the teams put in and uh, you know, it, 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 it takes a, it takes a village to make one of these for sure. Um, and you know, I definitely don't feel like uh, I had no part in it, um, but it wasn't all me uh, by any means. Um, and I think that, that, yeah, really, I can't believe really you did this all by yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what a lot of people think, bro. They think that I'm out there free and doing all this. I can't. I can't do anything, man. I literally. Just, I just like. I hand them a sheet of paper with like a bunch of crayon scribbles on it, and I just like sit in the sit in my chair and wait patiently for my in, for my god to pop out. Uh, is basically like what what it feels like sometimes it's obviously you know more active than that. But you give uh, them a doctor's signature of mythology, and they're like. All right. All right. I guess this is what we're working with. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that the the thing that excites me the most is that I, and this, this probably shouldn't be what I always do, um, but I think that I'm really happy that he turned out to be a god that I would like to play. Like, this is the, mm-hmm. the style of gameplay that I like, and... I think that that is why he feels really um, he feels really good in part uh, because we were able to execute on the style that 
you know, I and, and Brian, the, the programmer and all that kind of stuff, like the style of God that we like to play, which is, I would describe him as a playmaking support. Um, yep. You will Do not that. be able to carry ranked games on this God very well. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, it is not Hercules in the sense that you can just like solo people. Mm-hmm. You really, the damage numbers seem high and they might ultimately end up being really high, but through playtesting, testing, all, his damage was very low, even in situations where Maui's team is winning, you know, it's a very experienced, very veteran player playing him. Uh, if Chaos is putting out bottom player damage in a game where he's, like, owning the whole game, that means the damage is pretty low. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I think that... And he is a god where I feel, felt like I was owning, or Lermy felt like she was owning, and th- the team still loses. Um, it isn't one of those solo carry type of gods. It is a god that is really good at highlighting your creativity and highlighting your team play um he is a team oriented guardian which is the type of guardian that i like to play you know i like playing fafnir like fafnir is my favorite guardian because he is not a god that is going to hard carry a game all by himself at a high level you can you know like a fafnir can win you a game in comp and and in you know masters rank games you can do a lot but ultimately at the end of the day your damage dealers have to do their job in order to win. And I think that that is not a weakness if your guardian requires that. I think that that is what comes with the role. Uh, yep. And he has a lot of really, really good tools to set up your damage, but he won't be doing it all himself, which is, you know, maybe that will be problematic for him in, in a lot of players' hands. Uh, and if it is, we'll address it. Um, but I think that uh, it is the, if you like making that that little play that doesn't like show up on the scoreboard um and saving the the carry out of a bad position or you know blocking off an escape it didn't do any damage or anything like that uh then then i think that you're gonna really like maui he he rewards he gets more fun the more you play him i think uh i can't wait to play some games with him tomorrow um it's gonna it's gonna it's crazy that it's finally like gonna be out and on live and I look forward, uh, it only took Incon 11 minutes to say he's super OP. I was watching Incon's first game on PTS, and he was at minute 11, and he goes, this god needs nerfs, and we take those. Only 11 minutes in? Come on, that's okay, good. That's that's a long time. That's longer than I thought it was. That's what I'm saying, agreed. I know, it wasn't that long, Like, or it was like a pretty long time. Uh, and you know he's got to be saying that for the YouTube clip. At well, of the beginning course. of the video, you know. I so. didn't see I didn't see what the title of Weekend's YouTube video was on Maui, but uh, I'm sure it was um Well it's either the most intense. OP god or the worst god in the game, so mm-hmm. it's it's one of those. It's you, the you only need option. The clickbait, I think. Yeah, of course. Uh look, that's how the game was played. I respect it. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, yeah, overall, like this kid looks so fun. It just reminds me of like Gilgamesh for some reason, I guess, like look wise. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're similar, but I guess. I don't know, it's just... They're brawny men. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all I got going for me in that comparison. But, I'm very excited. I just want to play him. Honestly. Tomorrow. I can't believe it, dude. Oh, Lormie's going to diamond my own oh. god way before me. Uh, I've already accepted this inevitability. She diamonds gods in like 24 hours, and I do not have the the skill nor the mental fortitude to do it. Um, so I look forward to watching Lermy's diamond grind. Uh, for mm-hmm. sure. I might... I might toss up a stream or something like that this week. Ooh. Uh, play a little bit of Maui myself uh, on stream. Kind of talk about it a little bit with people. But maybe not. I've got a friend coming into town. So we'll see. No promises. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I guess we should go ahead and get to the uh, random question of the week. Yeah, we probably should, huh? Kind of, uh, kind of already a little over. We can go over the rest of patch notes next week. Um, oh, let's. Uh, there is one change that I did want to talk about before we uh, before we yes. wrapped up here. Um, <laughs> the I wanted to get your thoughts on the the book Devo of thoth and the devo oh. gloves yeah exactly the the flat pen on these evolved on these evolved items i mean obviously uh from more from a devo gloves perspective but there with book of thoth uh you were saying last week how much you wish you could just build devos and have it be good and i was like boy mm-hmm. i think barry's gonna be a happy camper next week uh that uh is this is this the type of thing that can actually put devos back in the meta well, unfortunately, the more testing I've done with Devos, uh, the worse I think it is. Not as an item specifically, but just because of how good anti-heal is right now. Like, Brawlers of Divine are, in, in my opinion, really good spots and really easily purchasable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Devos, as an item stat-wise, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like the item a lot because it helps me boxing the pesky soul enters, but... With anti-heal being this good uh, and this easy, it's just not a Devo's meta, unfortunately, as much as I would like it to be. Because I think we had, like, barely any healing on our team, but I was into a Tainted, a Divine, and a Brawlers when I built Devo's. And I'm like, unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have, I, I can't remember which game it was, but Baskin was, like, a semi, like, soft, like, self-healing god. And they had that much anti-heal, and I was like, dang it, man, why did I go Devos? Like, unlucky. But I I, I think Devos is in a good spot, like, stat-wise and item-wise. I Yeah, I'm interested to see but, if you feel the same way next week, because I mm-hmm. I thought a lot of the same things. Um, I was like, man, does 10 flat pen even make that much of a difference for Hunters? Uh, I feel like it does. Um even if the lifesteal isn't the best thing on this, like, I think everyone's thinking about Devos as this this lifesteal item, which is obviously appropriate. That's what it's yep. always been. Um, but I think people also forget that when you are able to fully stack this, this is now just a 70 power, 25% lifesteal, 10 flat pen item. And I think that that is... Good. Uh, I, in I playtesting, I felt like it was very noticeable. Um, I would be pretty surprised if Devos doesn't see, like... Maybe it isn't 100% meta all the time. Um, I would be surprised at, like... Like, I was playing ROM, and even just a little bit of flat pen in the early game, like, I felt like I was slamming the other hunter. Like, slamming them. Um, with just that much power and a little bit of flat pen... Because it's not a stat you always get. It's, like, only an, when Aussie is Never, in the meta. basically, yeah. Yeah, you, like, only when Aussie <laughs> is in the meta do you get it. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I don't think you're wrong that the lifesteal oftentimes doesn't end up being that valuable, but I think that 70, 70 power, 10 flat pen seems to be a pretty good first item to me, even if you gotta stack it. Yeah, I mean, I am a Devo stand, so I'll be building it regardless of if it's good or bad, just to do some testing. Love that. Um, but I will also be sad that I'm not playing Maui when I'm doing that, so... True. Unlucky. No Devos for Maui. Uh, okay, uh, and one more thing about patch notes. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone wants us to talk about purification beads. This is 
for competitive players, the biggest change in the patch. Uh, you know, we said it on patch notes. This isn't all instances of my beads didn't go off. Uh, stupid high-res servers, all that kind of stuff. I'm sure that it will not fix all of those instances. I feel pretty comfortable saying it will fix a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, if you didn't know, if you were... Let's say you were using Ratatosker 2, um, the little spin, because that's that's the one that is the easiest to think about. If you are doing the rat spin and you get stunned instantly, as soon as it happens, and you press beads, because you couldn't have beads while you were spinning, because you couldn't use it in the middle of your animation, the server doesn't see that you have stopped your animation and therefore will not let you beads until your animation would have completed. Obviously this led to a lot of instances where you feel like you're slamming beads and they didn't go off. And it is true. They don't go off. You were slamming it, but that was intended because that's not how our game communicates. It took a lot of work. Big shout outs to the programming team in order to, to work, figure out a way to make this work that didn't require very expensive changes to how our game communicates with the server, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, it, so Bulbasaur in chat, I wonder how many times this happened to me and you blamed lag. Almost yep. every time you have blamed lag, I think, I'm not saying it guaranteed, but if you thought your beat should have gone off and you thought it was just lag, you were anim locked. That is what happened, almost certainly. It has made a huge, a massive, a enormous difference, I think, but... You know, I'm not a pro player uh, and not good enough as a pro player, but I'm still a high level player. I think it will just, the game will just feel better with beads for every level and won't really know. Competitive players, Barra, I mean, I think that this literally like changes viability for like gods. Like rat literally, if you cast your rat two in a late game team fight, you were inting. Like it is literally an int in order to cast your two. Because you will die in that cast in that anim time, all the time. Uh, it also changes the way frontliners play against each other if another frontliner goes beads. Yes, because you would wait to anim lock people yep. intentionally. Yep. And they could and... do it regularly, by the way. If you think uh, that pros like aren't that good, uh, they 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 are. I promise you, it happens all the time. Yep. You're like they'll literally just stare at the other person away from them to cast a button and then go on them then. Because you interrupt, like, I mean, we could easily say, is that would be like a Guan 3. Like, you can interrupt the Guan 3, wait for him to cast it, and then now he can beads during the Guan 3 and continue his animation. So it gives more power to the person with the channeled button. And I assume it will work similarly for auto attacks as well? Yes. Yep. And yep. literally okay, anytime you could beads and you aren't, like, it, like I don't think you can beads in if you're up in the air and nausea alt but maybe maybe it is just like if you're alive you can beads um, and it won't do anything for you at times uh, I remember back in the day your beads would go off on nausea and you'd still get like yeah still get launched yeah I hate that yeah, uh, yeah it, uh, it it makes a huge difference for sure mm-hmm. um, Percy in chat asking if I, we can see this happening to blink in the future, kind of similar to how you can do it in the middle of auto attacks. I think that, you know, on the patch notes, we said, please give us your feedback on how this feels. Um, and if the community thinks it should be on more relics, 
Uh, I think that it is something we are open to discussing. Um, I am of the personal belief that beads is very different than all of those other relics, literally every other relic. Um, Mm -hmm. because it is so critical to get it off at that exact second. You know, you can make the argument, I guess, for like sprint or horrific or anything like that, but anything that like changes, uh, your state, like Aegis would, um, that silences you. I think probably, I think they're just two different things personally, but if the community wants, you know, blink, Aegis, sprint, horrific, onk, all that kind of stuff, if they want it, you know, we'll discuss it. Um, but I think our plan right now is to wait and see, see what people think, uh, and yeah, kind of do it. I don't think that Aegis should do it, because I remember back... Back in the day, uh, people would like Aegis during Chrono Salts, Aegis during Gebolts. Mm-hmm. It just has so would, many like, clarity concerns. and Yeah, and so many interactions where, like, if a Geb, like, blink ults me, but he Aegises to cancel his animation, but he still gets my beads. Yep. That's not going to feel great. And no. I, that, that's just going to be, like... I mean, I know that he's using two relics to get my one relic, but, like idea wise it's just a weird interaction that i don't think should be a thing i think for other things like sprint and for onk and for shell like those would be more applicable because it wouldn't take away his animation right um but and beats doesn't obviously take away your animation you're stopping another person's animation or stopping a cc right whereas agus you're stopping yourself which i don't think should be a thing yes i agree um and kind of the same for blink yeah, has anyone thought about what it would be like if Pele could start her two and then blink on you? Has anyone thought about that? Because I don't want to deal with and, that. Do you? Yeah, in my nightmares, I think that that yeah. I feel like I would just die instantly. Yeah. Uh, do you want Pele to start her ultimate and then blink in the middle of the of the wind up and then like show up in your lane already slamming you for a million damage? Like, I'm personally not not super for it, but you know, it, it's not. Up I to feel me. like, um, and it's not, uh, it's it's you know we we, we want to do what the players want. Um, so, if a lot of players want it, we will talk about it. Um, but that's that's my personal stance. I feel like it'd be that like Jig's Twitter clip of the uh, combat blink consumables or whatever they used to be. Yeah. It was oh my like god, dude! Imagine the the Sobek alt fully charged like blink right on top of you over the wall. It would be a lot for sure. It would literally be a different, a different game. Completely different game, for sure. All right. Let, excuse me. Let's head to our uh, Patreon Discord if you want to get involved and be a part of our uh, Discord community. Get some awesome pet picks. I believe Timmy, two shots, just dumped a bunch of uh, great pet picks in there. Patreon.com slash backliners is where to go. Uh, we will also be hopping into that Discord right after the show to shoot the breeze a little bit with the with everybody all the patrons uh who are, who are able to make it um and get to know you guys a little bit uh and you know answer any questions you might have directly there uh again patreon.com slash backliners is the place to go for that um and that is where we're going to be getting all of our random questions of the week going forward so we we're already way over time for this episode barry so we got to go pretty quick here uh mm-hmm. neon kerm asked our favorite concert that we've ever been to Ooh. Ooh. Um I would say 
Give me like 10 seconds to think. Okay. Um, favorite concert I ever went to was the first one I ever went to. It was Dashboard Confessional with Say Anything opening for them. Um, oh. It was awesome. It was a great time. Uh, really, really great concert. Great memories uh, of, uh, of me and all my friends there and all that kind of stuff. We were right next to the speakers. I couldn't hear the next day like at all. Uh, I may or may not have done permanent ear, permanent ear damage and uh, I'd do it again. I'll do it again, basically, is the way I feel about that. Um, so I don't remember a specific concert, but I can give you, like, a favorite band. Sure. Um, Sleeping With Sirens. I My top three live shows would be Sleeping With Sirens, Black Veil Brides, and Bring Me The Horizon, I think. Mm. And then, on top of all of those, I think I would say Fit For A King, just because I'm a big fan of them, and, you know... He hosted, the lead singer, like, hosted my stream and gifted subs. So that was really cool. That is really cool. Um, well, Neon did ask, he, if you go to the concert of any musician, alive or dead, that you haven't seen before, who would you see? So, I don't know if you've seen... Uh... Um, Probably 30 Seconds to Mars, I think. Mm. Uh, I just... Oh, I forgot about Sum 41. Oh. Okay, Sum 41 might be my favorite show, just because I grew up with them in, like, the Halo CE, Halo 2 days. Sure. And I was listening to them on cooldown. Um, oh, this one's going to be kind of sad, but Linkin Park. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, like, didn't go to concerts back then. Sure. But I really wish that I did. Like, as a edgy teenager, if I could have gone to, like, Meteora or, like, a Hybrid Theory show, I think I would have passed out by, like, how cool it was. And that was yeah, back when theory. I was, like... That was back when I was like, live music, like, that can't be that good. Because I'd watch, like, the really low-quality videos back then and be like, oh, it doesn't even sound the same. Like, yep. But you're not going for, like, the exact sound. You're going for the experience. Yep. And, like, moshing with people or just enjoying the same music with everyone in the crowd. Like, that's way more important than, like, exactly what the band sounds like or the lead singer sounds like. Um, yeah, Sum 41 put on a crazy show. I was in the mosh pit, like, the whole time, and just a banger of a show. Oh, definitely, like, uh, I don't even know. I don't know who my favorite, like, of all time is. It's too hard for me. Fair enough. Uh, as for a uh, musician that I haven't seen before, uh, there's, a, there's a little tiny band from Cleveland called Envoy, E-N-V-O-I. Uh, they are just better Paramore, um, and I love Paramore, and I'm still oh, right. they're so good. They are so good. Uh Apparently they are, they broke up and then they are putting on a show in early December and I am seriously considering buying a plane ticket and going to Cleveland for the show, um, in early December. So we'll see if I end up going to that. Uh, all right. Spit Taz, uh, wants to know our favorite comic book, uh, superhero or villain. Uh, so my answer is kind of lame. I'm probably just going to go with Spider-Man because I, uh, I really enjoyed the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man over like any other superhero ever mm -hmm. and i'm not really that into superhero stuff it's i was way more into it when i was younger than now um but yeah i would say like that era of spider-man mine is also spider-man uh cue all the references to maui because everyone's been making them already uh mish wants to know what's something that you loved as a child but can no longer stand or vice versa something that you used to hate but now crave um Used to hate, but now crave is definitely like healthy foods. Uh, like mm -hmm. I very much look forward to having like 
tonight. Like we we've been eating out a lot and having a lot of really great meals, but I was like, let's just make like a grilled chicken salad for dinner tonight with like some spinach and that's it. Uh, and it was delicious, and my body definitely craves that a lot more than I used to as a child. Uh, something I used to love as a child, but don't like now. Butterfingers, I was really into as a kid. I don't hate them now, but I, they used to be my favorite candy bar. Now they are not top five. Um, strawberry milk, I used to drink like all the time. I don't know the last time I had it, but I do want it. So maybe that's not a good answer. Uh, yeah, those those are my thoughts. Uh, for loved, I would say fast food experiences. Oh, I still um, love those. Because we barely ate out ever. Uh, so mm. going to, like, McDonald's is a big thing. Like, that was huge. Right. Uh, so it was very rare and very, like, oh, my gosh, this is actually happening. And then whenever I got a job and got my own money and started to go to fast food more often, you hit a point of, like, why am I doing this to myself? Mm-hmm. Like... I still haven't hit that yet. I love fast food. <laughs> I love it. You'll uh as a as a V word, you know, I'm not gonna V you know. word, right. It's okay, uh, Bear. Everyone everyone loses their V word eventually. Sorry. It's 9 30, bro. This podcast's been going on too long. I'm moving us on. Percy asks, Do you have a preference for what side of someone you walk on? Uh I am um annoying to my poor wife, and I will uh always force her uh to not be walking next to the road uh and she will always roll her eyes and uh say that i'm going to stop a car uh and she's right um i would get killed and she would also get killed by a car instantly um but i don't know it's just ingrained in my head i just like it's just i don't even think about it just automatic so whatever i prefer to walk on whatever side puts me in between my wife and the road yeah uh <laughs> The same for me in Destiny. Um, yeah. Whatever, wherever the danger is, I'm going to be between that. Uh, whatever the danger happens to be or whatever makes her more comfortable. Yep. Uh, so I guess I don't have a preference. My preference is just wherever she puts me. <laughs> yep. There it is. That is the way it be. Uh, and then Timmy Two Shots asked, what is your green room set up but for your house? Money is no option. It's not like a housekeeper or cook but more like something specific you like or an annoyance, it would eliminate. Like always having sushi in the house. Uh, Timmy would always have a vending machine full of socks. I hate finding socks, so that would eliminate that annoyance. That's a good answer, Timmy, the, the vending That's machine of socks. Uh, I can I have a vending machine of bread? <laughs> yeah, a vending machine of bread is exactly what you wait. use. Uh, wait, can you further explain the question? I don't really Yeah, so like, what is a, like, uh, what is a nice little convenience that you could put in your house that, like, isn't a normal thing and you don't have to worry about it being, like, affordable? Like, I know, I thought of mine. Mine would be, you know the little, like, fridge doors that you can get water from, you know, that, like, have the, like, ice and the, and you just, on the, on the door of the fridge, you just, that's where you get Oh, on the water. outside? Yeah, on the outside, right. Yeah, yeah. I would have one of those. Just the thing on the outside of the fridge. I would have one of those on every wall in the house, pretty much. Like, in every room. I would have oh. a little, like, water tap and an ice tap uh, right there that you could get fresh water from at any time. Uh, that would be mine. Because it sucks whenever you're thirsty and you want to go downstairs and get a water, uh, but your ADHD won't let you and you have to be locked in on the thing that you're doing right now. Um, mm -hmm. Just 
right there. You know, I could, and yeah, before anyone says it, could I get the big water cooler thing where I gotta like flip it over and the water goes everywhere? I'm not doing that. Okay. So quit asking. He's not doing it. I'm not doing it. It would be different. It, it would be cold coming out. I'd yep. be able to get ice. Um, I'm not putting a fridge in every room either. Uh, I only want the thing that go- I could put it right in the wall and I could just fill up my cup just like that. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, can I get a moat? Sure. Oh, I would want a moat. I feel like a moat would be really cool. Or like, honestly, your idea is pretty good. Or a slide. Mm, to go downstairs, that'd be nice. Yeah, or mm. like a like a fireman's pole that I could just because our house, like the way it's laid out, is kind of awkward. Like it takes me like it's like a it's just weird. Uh, it takes me so long to get to the fridge from where I am. Yeah. So if I could just like pull straight to the fridge and then pull right back up, it saved me so much time. I mean, yeah, that that'd be the big one. Is can I go straight from my couch to my bed? You know, like without having to walk, like, could I, could I get like those futuristic tubes and just like, just get all right. And I just go flying through them. That'd be so cool. Just dropped right into my bed. Everyone always looks at, you know, Wally, like they've got the like little, you know, that's the, it's the people in the, the little carts and everything's right there. And that's like something that that would happen to them. And I'm kind of thinking like, Mm -hmm. is that really that, is that really that bad? Like that sounds kind of nice. Yeah, I'm just thinking of like a shoots and ladder house now. Yeah. And that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, but no ladders. Automatic. Automatic only. Yeah. Because la- oh, cl- like the... climbing a ladder would take effort. Yeah, it's like the thing at the bank where it just launches. Yeah, the, exactly. The but tuba. me to my bed. Okay, that'd be so cool. Yep. Okay, yeah, we're we got stupid. It. <laughs> These are terrible. We got it. We know. We're good. We, we got it right there. All right, thanks everybody for watching. Uh,. And listening, of course, um, we'll be back next week to talk a little bit more about uh, the 9.10 patch notes in totality. Um, and yeah, appreciate all the the Maui love. It's It's been really awesome and super excited for everyone to get to play them starting tomorrow, uh, which is really great. Uh, shout out to Mint Mobile. Again, mintmobile.com slash backliners. A great way to support the show is by interacting with our sponsors. Another, excuse me, good way to support us directly is by going to the Patreon, patreon.com slash backliners. Uh, and getting to hang out with us right after the show, which is what we are going to go do right now. So, uh, oh yeah, and check out all the predictions, other great shows. I've got a lot of great shows covering a bunch of different esports. Uh, you know, Overwatch 2 news, all that kind of stuff, all the new games. You know, the new God of War is coming out in like less than a month. Holy crap, I can't believe that. Um, I just saw that right before the podcast, so it's been on my mind. Uh, all right, Barra, you know what to do. Bye! Oh, a little 